Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here, and I'm back alongside my partner on the airways, Sarah Jones. Sarah, where are you tuning in from today? <laughs> well, hello, Nino. Um, as of this recording, I am still in South Carolina, um, in the Columbia, South Carolina area. Okay, you must be loving it because you've been there for a little while now. And did I hear, were we talking the other day, and did I hear you say you were looking at properties in South Carolina? <laughs> I mean, okay. Full disclosure, I think I look at properties every single place that we go. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, but yes, we have been looking at, um, well, let me just start off with saying one of the reasons why we were getting a little bit more serious with here is because we have met, I believe, some of the, the kindest people that I have ever run across in, in, in a very generic form grocery store, gas station, walking down the street, everybody waves to each other here. Um, people just want to stop and compliment and um, say, have a great day. And I don't recall another place um, with a, the people being as friendly as they are here. So I thought, you know what? What's real estate like here? Maybe I want to invest here. Maybe we want to, I don't know that I would live full time, but um, you know, what are some options? So we've been kind of throwing that idea around. Very cool. You got to love when you find a place where like the people are just amazing. You know, it certainly doesn't happen everywhere. Uh, being a transplant from uh, the Northeast, mm -hmm. from the Buffalo, New York area down here in Phoenix, it's a world difference. I remember growing up mm -hmm. and you get a knock at the door and if it was dinner time, you're putting another plate down at the table and you're inviting somebody in and saying, hey, join us for dinner. Mm -hmm. Here, somebody knocks on your door and you're telling the kids to be quiet. Shh, don't say anything. <laughs> we don't want anybody to know we're home. So quite a different experience <clears throat> than what I'm used to. So that's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we were just walking into Costco a couple weeks ago, and, and a couple that were on their way out stopped my husband and I, and the lady, <clears throat> so kind, she just looked at my husband, he's got a pretty, pretty long, pretty big, pretty amazing beard, and um, she's just like, your beard is awesome, like... <laughs> that's that's amazing and then she looks at me and she complimented i think on a couple of tattoos that i have just you know something that that you don't have to do right mm -hmm. that she didn't have to do that it was very much um I, i'm i'm even pausing right here because you know what this just brought up for me was how kind a human being can be to somebody else mm -hmm. in a matter of 45 seconds Yep. You know, it was 45 seconds just saying something nice to us, saying something nice to me. It brightened my day. And it, it's a just a good reminder how a quick compliment can do wonders for somebody. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's what we've experienced here. That's an awesome experience. And unfortunate, mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's the exact same way going the other way, though, right? 45 seconds mm -hmm. or less of being a jerk to somebody can just totally ruin 
their day. It can ruin your own day. Um, so that's that's great that uh, you're in a part of the country that kindness sounds like it's abound. Um, mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it just brings back, you know, when you're around better, you feel like you want to do better, you know, mm-hmm. so surrounding yourself with people that um, you kind of aspire to be like. I, I wholeheartedly believe that South Carolina attitude is rubbing off a little bit on me, wanting to be a little bit more kind to people. So that's never, never a bad thing. No, certainly not. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing uh, that with us. Um, I also wanted to thank you for uh, your, your um, recent episode of the New Money Habits podcast where you were talking about um, – making like it was was, you didn't say money mindset but it was kind of like you were talking about how words matter and and how we often um find ourselves like justifying our purchases or um you know the way that we just manage money in general based off of either things that we think or things we think other people think or you know perceptions and and all these different things and it got me thinking about how i really wanted to continue that type of conversation because i know you and i behind the scenes we've talked about money mindset we've talked about how words matter and the words you use and the things you say often guide your behavior and so if you're behaving in a way that you don't necessarily uh, desire, which what a great tie-in, right? You were just talking about all these South Carolinians <laughs> and and their their Southern hospitality and and, and their behavior, and it, it has you wanting to mm-hmm. behave differently. That was completely serendipitous and unplanned, <laughs> but I think it, <laughs> right? it's a testament to what we want to talk about today, which is thoughts and words affect actions, mm-hmm. and so when we have what I can, I've Certainly did not coin this term. Somebody out there much smarter than me came up with it. I can't remember to give them credit right now. But when you got stinking thinking, and when you got stinking <laughs> thinking about your money, then you might not be behaving with your money the way that you want to. So kind of wanted to jump mm. into this this idea of a money mindset with you today. Um, I was going to say this is one of my most favorite topics. I feel like I say that all the time. Um <laughs> But I guess maybe because money is one of my most favorite topics, all the things surrounding money then fall into that category. And and money mindset is one of the the top um, top areas for me. And um, you know, you're right in in thinking about. We didn't have that planned with talking about how um, you know people here and, and experiencing just kindness and, and me wanting to be better at that. Right. Um, I'm going to throw out a term real quick and we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this, but that's a a sign of a growth mindset right there is aspiring to be like other people, not taking it as, um, a negative, like, gosh, how come I can't be more friendly? Right. And I'm never going to be, but really looking at it like, Hey, you know what? these people are friendly just to be friendly and that's amazing. So how then can I implement that into my life and being more aware of it? So um, I love talking about money mindset and uh, how it really affects how we view money, how we view our relationship with money, how we view our relationship with our spouse um, and our future and how 
much our choices are based on what our where our mindset is at. Yeah. So money mindset is not terminology that I was, uh, it's certainly not terminology I was using as a financial coach. And, and it's terminology I've only come to have heard more often, maybe over the last six to 12 months. Um, for me, what what's kind of been illuminating about this is that the so I've shared the story before when I was budgeting my money before really budgeting my money I was just kind of doing what I thought you know I was paying the bills I was checking to see if we had enough money to gas up the car and and um, and put food on the table after paying those bills back when I was quote budgeting. But what that didn't, what it certainly didn't include is I paid no attention. I didn't pay any mind to how I thought about money or like, Mm. like, and so you just used a term. So money mindset comes with like a bunch of different terms and you just used one. It was growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Well, it was Mm -hmm. only recently that I kind of came to um, hear the antithesis of that. The opposite of a growth mindset is a scarcity mindset. And Mm -hmm. And without knowing it, I was operating from a scarcity mm. mindset all those years ago. I didn't, I didn't know what that was, but now learning about it and kind of knowing what it was, I'm like, wow, that's what I was really um, kind of um, operating from. And so for those listeners out there who are not familiar, like I wasn't familiar with, well, what is a scarcity mindset? A scarcity mm-hmm. mindset at the end of the day is you you view your money as a finite resource that is going to run out. And because you think it's going to run out, because you think it's scarce, that there's not going to be more later, you you are very, you, you might be paralyzed with decision-making when it comes to, do I spend money here? Do I do this? Do I fix the car? Do I not mm. fix the car? And because you're, you're in that scarcity mindset. And I think one of the stories you've shared with us more than um, on one occasion really highlights the scarcity mindset. And that is not taking your kids when they were younger to go get Mm -hmm. ice cream. And so sometimes we're operating from this scarcity mindset. We don't even know about it. Absolutely. And I, I, there are five basic mindsets that I kind of want to go through today, and scarcity is definitely one of them. And you're right, you know, this is mindset feels kind of trendy nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about it. But I think even so, it's worth taking a deeper dive into it. Um, and I just want to say, too, and add to what you had, had said there, that when you know what language and what emotions you've been using, um to really dictate your choices, even if you felt like you haven't had a choice, that mindset has been really the the forefront, the leader in, in how you've been making those choices along the way. And when you start to recognize what they are, it becomes much easier to make adjustments that fall more into alignment with what you want your future to look like or what life you really want to create. And scarcity mindset, I have lived a very large portion of my life in scarcity mindset. And um, it is true, the the ice cream story. And I'll even bring in another one, um, which quite, quite frankly was, was more recent even. And um, 
because I believe when we're healing and when we're growing, and even if we've got a growth and abundance mindset, we're going to talk about those, but we're still challenged in life. And as we're, we're growing and healing, I believe some, some of these lessons or some of these areas are brought back back around to the forefront and scarcity mindset came back around. Um, and I'll say probably really bad around the November, December, January timeframe for me. And, um, it came back in the form of my business when business was going very well, right? My business was, the revenue was up earning more money and, um, you know, the way I work my business finances, I set aside a certain amount to pay myself. So business and personal finances are kept separate. But in my account that I use to pay myself, I was holding money in there and not paying myself um, a, a majority of what was in there for fear that it was going to run out. Mm -hmm. And when I had to, you know, I, I chose to take a um, a hard look at that and said, Sarah, you're operating out of scarcity mindset again. You know, look at what your business is making. You've already decided how much you can pay yourself. You know, you've already made these. You can make adjustments, but don't intentionally or consciously be holding money back because you're afraid that there's not going to be enough long term. Um, and so really addressing those scarcity mindsets. And, and if I may, you know, I'd like to say, too, that scarcity mindset all of these are very much intertwined, but scarcity is really where you're focused almost on the borderline of obsessed with the mm. lack of money and you can't seem to focus on anything else. Your decisions are based on that fear of not having enough. Um, so maybe you're terrified to spend money. I'm raising my hand because I've definitely been in that area before. Mm -hmm. um, I would go shopping fill my shopping cart up. And before I left the store, I would take everything back because the guilt and the, the feelings of, Hey, you don't have enough money to pay for this, right? You should be doing something else. You don't have that extra right now. Go put it away. Hmm. Um, I've done that online and in person multiple times. <laughs> um, I'll tell you another quick story too. If, I may, this literally almost ended up in divorce with my husband and I, um, I may have shared this before. I can't remember, but we had saved up. I'm a big music lover. I like listening to music. I like surround sound. I want to blast all the music everywhere I'm at. And, um, James and I saved up and we went to buy a Bose surround sound system for our house, for our living room. And we went, we looked, found what we wanted, what we liked, paid for it, brought it home. He tore our other system out, put it all away, put all the new system out. It looked great, sounded amazing. He went to work the next day and I freaked out and I tore it all down. I put it back in the box and I went and I returned it. He was pissed. <laughs> wow. And I was operating out of a severe scarcity mindset, spending money on something that felt frivolous to mm. me, even though we had saved for it. My mind instantly went, what could I rather, you know, 
I, I should be spending this somewhere else, right? Mm. I don't need this right now. I should be spending this money elsewhere. Yep. I'm, I'm all too familiar with how that feels. And I'm guessing, I'm, I'm taking an educated guess here that a lot of our listeners know exactly how that feels. Um, mm-hmm. I had recently been dragging my feet on um, booking some travel. Um, I've shared on past episodes that, mm. um, you know, I think as long as you are making a plan for your travel, you know, there, there's um, room in your budget to do that and, and you shouldn't be made f- to feel guilty about it. And I always say, you know, within reason. So, you know, I have not taken the family back to Western New York since 2017. It's been five years. And, and you know, mm-hmm. my my mother, who is very much one of those matriarchs of the family types, Mm. Is like, I would really like everybody to be home for Thanksgiving. I would like to bring every, you know, all five children together with all the grandchildren and, and do that. And so I had been really dragging my feet on whether or not to book the, the travel because, uh, you know, it's not, it's not cheap, um, but it's well worth it. And so same thing, I, you know, I'm looking at, current business revenue and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at like, okay, like what are the prospects and, and how will the time away in November affect all that? Mm. And just getting in my head about like, is there enough? Well, mm. truth be told there is enough, you know, because we also mm. budget and we don't go crazy. And, um, it, you know, this is not a $10,000 chip trip heck it's not even a five thousand dollar trip if, if we budget twenty five hundred or three thousand dollars that'll be a lot and in the grand scheme of things with you know just where my finances are that's that it's not a huge thing but i get it right like as soon as i booked it i'm like oh boy like is this how i should be spending this money and then as you kind of allow yourself to move I've, I've learned some new terms uh, lately, and I won't get into all of them, but as you move from emotional mind into mm. rational mind and you allow those two things to operate together, you get what's called mm. wise mind, and wise mind helped me to put to rest um, the the anxiety or the, the, yeah, let's just call it anxiety that I was having about spending any money taking the, the, mm. the family back east. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I've definitely been there, uh, been there too. And, you know, I want to point out as well that, that you've recognized it. You know, I recognized when these thoughts were coming back, they still happened. The thoughts were still there. And I recognized maybe not right away that I was doing it or that I was living back in that scarcity mindset, but I've done so much growth through this process that I recognized it far sooner this go around and mm. sounds like you did too, right? And you know that yep. that you recognized it far sooner than than maybe you would have in the past. And and there's no perfect there's no perfect mindset here that these things we're gonna catch ourselves. You know, call it the perfect storm, call it just, you know, life in general, call it whatever have you. These mindsets, things will creep in. And I think that they come back with less maybe intensity 
as we start to grow and start to change and start to recognize, right, where we're at and, and how we've moved through in the past. So I think that they come back with less intensity, but I think we recognize them a lot sooner too. And it allows us to check in with ourselves and say, okay, why did this, and this is really important and I want to get into this a little bit deeper too, but why is this happening again? What's really going on in my life, right? It's not just the money. Yeah. It's not just the money there. There's a combination of a lot of things. And so, um, you know, scarcity too. I, I've seen people that living in scarcity mindset, bills start to pile up, right? It just, it becomes so overwhelming to even know that you have the bills, but they start to pile up. Um, you, you might start to, to avoid paying them because you don't feel like you've got enough money to cover them. Um, and so you just kind of stop altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you feel behind, you know, in, a, in, in a lot of ways. And that's, um, can very much be scarcity mindset too. Um, kind of feeling like no matter how much you make, it's never enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, I know that feeling all too, too familiar, but, um, it's also one that a lot of my clients share, right. Is that they feel like they don't make enough and, and that could be couples who together are, are bringing in one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, telling me I don't feel like I make enough. I, I imagine we have listeners right now, like, what do you mean, <laughs> bringing in that kind of income? What do you mean you don't have enough? And it's just at that point, it's all about how you manage it. And when mm -hmm. you have a plan and, and you're managing it well, I as I like to say. Uh, whether you're making $10,000 a year or $100,000 a year, if you manage it well, then you'll start feeling like you have enough. So we've talked a little bit about this scarcity mindset, but I know there's a couple of other mindsets that are kind of closely related, very similar mm -hmm. to scarcity mindset. Talk to me a, a little bit about those. Um, yeah, gosh, the next one that I see a lot of is lack mindset. Um, and this is where you might believe that there are limited opportunities or resources for creating more money. Now, you know, I want to put the little caveat out there that we're, we're talking specifically about money mindset and how it relates to our finances here. But these terms can be applied in all areas of our life. <clears throat> and so we're really talking about, you know, mostly financial here. Um, and so really you're thinking with a lack mindset, you believe that, um, I like to say, um, that you kind of feel like there's never enough, but you're going to spend it because it, it doesn't matter. I don't have enough. So I'm just going to spend it the way I want. And, um, I can't do anything about it. Uh, that's something common that I hear with people that live with lack mindset, um, feeling like they're always wanting more, but never getting it. So feeling like there's, they always want more, but never getting it. And um, I find that people that are living heavily in the lack mindset have, have really stopped allowing themselves to dream, have stopped allowing themselves to look at what their life or their future could really look like because they're so focused on not having what they want now. Um, and so um, I have lived there and, you know, all of these are, like you said, closely related, and you could have kind of thoughts that fall into all categories, but lack is, um, 
I would say maybe not as as well known, maybe a scarcity, but it's definitely um, something that I'd like to address today. Uh, have you seen people that have lack mindset? So before I answer that question, I kind of want to address what you like. I, I think when on the surface, scarcity mindset and lack mindset, like when you just see those terms, you probably ask yourself, like, what's the difference here? And that's what I was doing. I'm like, what's the difference between a scarcity mindset and a lack mindset? But mm -hmm. the way you differentiated the two, uh, scarcity, you know, you're almost paralyzed and you don't want to spend. Lack mm -hmm. is, it is what it is, and you're throwing caution to the wind, and, and you're just doing whatever, which probably means you're racking up a ton of debt because even if you're not making the money that you want, if you have um, access to credit and there's other things that you want to do. And so to answer your question, yes, I have seen mm -hmm. clients operating from a lack mindset. Again, not knowing that that's what it was, but I can clearly mm -hmm. recall working with couples and individuals alike who like it's it's interesting because like all of a sudden I got this thought about like a particular industry of folks and mm. um, and I, I'm not going to call out the industry but there there are certain people who pick professions that really pour into other people's lives and that's mm. a beautiful thing the problem is those occupations don't often pay very well so mm -hmm. they're pouring into other people's lives and they're not being compensated very well for it and because they're pouring into other people's lives they want to also pour into their family's lives and so they want to be able to give their family a vacation or they want to be able to do this and so they're like even though i don't have the means they're throwing caution to the wind and they're like mm -hmm. i will deal with this later because this is what I want and I want it for my family or I want it for myself. And so um, it sounds like you correct me if I'm wrong, but it mm -hmm. sounds like those people are operating from a lack mindset. Definitely. Um, I, I would definitely say that. And, you know, I, I would throw in there too, that um, I, I believe people that live in lack mindset, they want things to be different. They just don't necessarily believe that they can be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And so they want it to be different. They, they've kind of allowed themselves to, to have the thoughts of, I want it to be different, but they don't necessarily believe that it can be. Um, I, I hear it quite a bit with a particular couple, um, some clients of mine right now that, um, you know, I hear a lot, like, I, I hate the budget. I hate budgeting. It's stupid. It stresses me out. And so what happens is, is that individual is then not looking at the budget and just going and spending because, you know, I need this or the kids need this and I don't feel bad about it. And it's, I don't want you to feel bad about spending money, but also looking at why does the budget stress you out, right? And then where's your opportunity to turn that stress around, right? Where's your opportunity mm -hmm. to, to reduce some of that stress? But that lack mindset says, Nope, it just it stresses me out. I think it's stupid, so therefore I'm not going to do it. I don't believe that there's a way to do it differently. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely seen that. And even in the, the that industry that I will not name, it's it's 
you know, this is what I do and I love what I do, but this is what it pays and that's never going to change. And there's nothing I can do about that. Or, you know, so there is this like lack of control or, or mm -hmm. the, it seems like there's a lack of feeling like they're in control and it's, mm -hmm. You have decisions to make and you have choices that you can make and you can change your circumstances for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, and I'll say the, the third, and I don't want to attach words necessarily. I'll just say relation. The, the third, the, the related, the mindset related to scarcity and lack is fixed mindset. And this is where um, you kind of believe that you can't learn something differently um, or that you're never going to be good at fill in the blank. Um, and this is, this is, again, very similar to lack, but fixed is a lot of words like, I can't. Um, I can't make more money. I can't change the situation. I'll never be able to pay this credit card off. I'll never be able to pay my student loans off, right? It's it's using the words of like, nope, this is, I'm never going to be able, I can't do this. I, um, I feel like people in fixed mindset, they give up easily um, because they're not seeing results quick enough. Um, go ahead. This is one. I know you're going to, that, that sparked <laughs> something. Yeah. So this is one, again, um, not, not necessarily, uh, consciously knowing that somebody's in a fixed mm -hmm. mindset, but boy, as you're saying these things, a couple of things come to mind that are, I can ad identify easily in myself and in others that it's like, if you do this to yourself, like I used to do this to yourself, you need to stop. And that is mm -hmm. one Henry Ford said it best when he said, whether you think you can, or you think yeah. you can't. You're right. right? Mm -hmm. The mind is a powerful thing. And this goes back to what we were saying earlier about words matter. Words affect mm -hmm. our behavior. When we're told we can't or when we tell ourselves we can't, then to your point, we're going to give up. We're not going to even try because we've already uh, concluded mm -hmm. that we are going to fail. So why try? But whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So start believing that you can the other thing this brings up for me is um, the idea of using absolute language. I mm. despise absolute language. <laughs> if if you have ever sat down with a therapist or you you know anything <laughs> about therapy, you know that you shouldn't. Now, shouldn't is a that's a that's a judgment word, right? So mm -hmm. I'm really getting deep into the little bit I know about therapy. Boy, what, what is happening to you? Like these language and gosh, Nino, I don't know what to think here. Right. It's my So, <laughs> but really like at the end of the day, I'm going to use the word shouldn't because using absolute language. So if you're asking yourself, what is absolute language? When you say never, always, the, these are absolutes. And the truth is very rarely is there such a thing. So when you're when mm -hmm. you're saying to a spouse, you never do this, and it's <laughs> probably not true. It's it's more likely that they very rarely do something mm -hmm. um, that you're asking them to do. Like it, like you never do the dishes. 
It's probably not true that they never do the dishes. It's probably true that they very rarely ever do the dishes. Mm -hmm. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But when we speak (laughs) in these absolutes, it's very much like telling ourselves we can't. You've already Mm -hmm. concluded something that's not like it's not conclusive yet. So don't do that to yourself. Don't don't limit yourself in the way that you think and and self-talk. Self-talk is so important. And so a technique Mm -hmm. I learned recently is when you have a negative thought I want you to stop and actually say the opposite out loud. So if you're like, I can't make more money, like, I can, and I want you to say it out loud, I can make more money. I just need to mm-hmm. find out. I just need to figure out a way how. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to get off my soapbox for a second. And, <laughs> but that's what it sparked for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, I think... You know, I see this more and more. Most of the most of my clients will tell you that when I hear them talking, I always say, nope, I'm pausing you right there. I'm going to pause you right there. Let's talk about that. You just said, I can't or I won't or, you know, so I'm famous for pausing clients when they're speaking and pulling out some of their language because I think a lot of us, Nino, don't realize that we're using it Mm -hmm. because we've used it for so long. We've lived with these mindsets for so long that they have become our norm. They become our, um, the, the habit they've become the, it's, it's mindless now. It's just what, you know, I'm going to say it's just what happens because nobody's brought it, um, to this point, hasn't brought it out. Right. And so I always pause. I say, nope, you know, hold on. I'm going to pause you right there. Let's address this. I want you to be recognizing that you're using these words. You know, and I did in the um, podcast, the solo podcast, I, I think I brought up maybe scarcity mindset or fixed mindset. Quite frankly, I can't remember, but they're, they're um, with fixed mindset. I, I feel a lot of people do justification you know, with the fixed mindset too, right? That that's where a lot of it comes in. Um, They feel threatened by other people's successes. And so a lot of times there are justifications that go along with that. Well, so-and-so could do it, so I deserve to do this. Or I had to do it this way because, you know, fill in the blank. Um, A lot of times with fixed mindset, um, people don't accept feedback very easily either because it feels very threatening, and so when you, you have that fixed mindset and you're receiving feedback, a lot of times we go into, oh, no, I didn't because, or no, that's not the way it is. No, I, no, 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 no. Right. We, we start to, and I did this just the other day. I'll raise my hand again. I did it the other day when my husband and I were talking about, um, our finances and how we're um, handling some things and and some um, areas that we have chosen to do things differently with being on the road. It's affected me a little bit differently, right? And so I felt I, that threatening, even though he wasn't threatening when he said it, and he wasn't criticizing, he simply said it was a statement, but I kind of put up the walls again and went back into that lack mindset. Nope, hold on, I'm not doing it wrong. And so um, it's... Um, when you move out of those mindsets and you start to recognize, then you can see, whoa. And I'm going to bring in a quote I heard from Marie Forleo a couple of weeks ago. 
it really hit home for me, and I think it applies here too, is that, you know, she was talking, I don't remember exactly about what, but she just said, you know, whatever the situation may be, you know, somebody cuts you off when you're driving or you, um, you know, having a bad day paying the bills, you know, and it doesn't feel real good. Or maybe you've gotten some feedback that you, you know, kind of got your walls, you started putting walls up and you didn't want to accept it. She just said, you know, she stops and asks herself, is this how I want to react in this situation? You know, is this who I want to be in this situation right now? And I think that very much goes to your point too, you know, of kind of turning that around, right? And saying it out loud, the opposite, like, who is it that I want to be right now in this situation? And just bringing awareness to ourselves first, that we recognize that we're doing something that we don't want to do any longer. Mm. Yes. And so how does one begin to, to change those behaviors then i mean it's so easy to sit here and say okay so this is this is what you're you've been doing and this is what you are doing um you know i think even for myself like there have been so many times um that i've asked myself that question like is this the person that i want to be is this who i want to be right now is this effective whatever i'm doing is this effective the answer might be, no, it's not who I want to be, but I don't know how to be someone different. So how, mm-hmm. do, how, do we, how do we break the chains of some of these mindsets and do things differently? We'll have to stop here for today's episode of the New Money Habits podcast. Join us again next time when we'll continue Sarah and Nino's exploration of money mindset. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.